welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro, and joining me in the studio today is Miss Melissa Pipkin. She is a volunteer coordinator with the Hospice of West Tennessee for West Tennessee Healthcare. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing well today, thank you. Good, thanks for coming in today. I've, uh, I've heard a lot of great things about the volunteer program, and I'm excited to be able to talk about that. Um, so how long has it been around? Before we, before we go into any other questions, how long has it been around? Oh, the volunteer program has been around. Ooh, volunteers are what actually started hospice a long time ago. There was a, a sick gentleman in London, actually, who made friends with a social worker, mm-hmm. and he wanted someone to know him, his heart, you know, his other parts besides just being ill. So sure. um, they came together, and I can't remember the year. I really I don't know the year, but it, it's it's been around a long time. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that's cool. As far as being a volunteer for the hospice program, what tasks are you allowed to do? Volunteers can do a lot of different things in hospice. There are what we call direct care volunteers, and they actually spend time with patients and families one-on-one, mostly, oh, okay. mostly in their home. Um, and they, they just travel to wherever the patient lives, and most of the time they go because caregivers need to go out and run errands and just want to get a break. And so they don't want to leave the patient home alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's where volunteers come in. They just simply go and spend time with the uh, patient while the caregiver's gone. Cool. And make sure that they're safe. And then we also have other volunteers that are administrative who, who maybe don't want to go out into the patient homes and have direct contact so they can come into the office mm-hmm. and help answer phones and they help with bereavement they do um, mail outs and phone calls and make binders and they yeah. do a lot of stuff. Well, that's great. Uh, so what are some of the benefits of being a hospice volunteer? For the volunteer, I guess I would say that it, it, it reminds us of how much we as human beings take for granted. Sure. It gives them a, a deeper appreciation for life. It allows them to make what they feel to be significant contributions to society and they get a deep feeling of satisfaction it's a blessing to be able to be with a patient and family during a bad time in their life and Mm -hmm. bring them some kind of joy yeah that's amazing how can someone become a volunteer if you're really interested in being a volunteer and you have extra time you can actually call you can call me at the office our phone number is 731-664-4220 and if you just call and and talk with me, I can help you out with an application. And there are several things that um, applicants go through. You'll be asked to do a criminal background check and provide a few references of character. You have to complete a two-step TB skin test, a drug screen, and a health update. 
at our employee health. Okay. Just that's how you get started. You just call me at the office. Yeah, that seems simple enough. I was going to ask. I assume the the process was rather involved because I don't assume you guys just let random people go, you know, volunteer and sit with no. people. Right. No. We as, don't. as someone who, like, yeah. at some point, some of my family might be in hospice care, you know, later down the road. I feel much more comfortable knowing that the people who are coming to sit with them are vetted and they've gone through like a background check. So I assumed that was a process, but I wanted to make sure Absolutely. people yes. listening knew that as well. Are volunteers required to give a certain amount of hours each month? No, they're not. Uh, anything that they can give is all right with us. We, we prefer that they give a certain, you know, some kind of time within the year to remain active. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're not... Um, given time within the year, we'll probably just move them over to an inactive file until they contact us. But uh, no, any amount of time that, that people can give is great. If you okay. can give two hours a week or or 20 hours a week, it doesn't matter. Gotcha. So what kind of training do hospice volunteers have to go through? They have to go through, well, not only all the background check and health updates and all of that stuff but once the references come back and everything is clear and uh, the orientation part is done with me and it usually takes a day sometimes it can take more than a day Mm -hmm. Um, and we have a a whole lot of material about our philosophy and uh, the spiritual aspect of hospice and you know uh, the volunteer program part it, it teaches how to communicate well with patients and families when they're going through grief and everything. Sure. So it's a whole big orientation process with uh, me. And after that, um, they get a whole big binder full of material to take home too. And we have in-services throughout the year. Um, They have our teams that they can ask questions to. Hopefully they're very well prepared before they go out. A lot of the hospice workers that I know and uh, in interviews I've done with people who are in hospice, it seems like hospice care is a very spiritual-filled care that people can receive, which I think is amazing. Are there times when some of the the, the hospice workers have different spiritual beliefs than the patient's and if so, how does that play out? Actually, um, our ch- we have chaplains in mm-hmm. hospice too, and they're not always of the same denomination. Mm-hmm. So what we do, we don't try to influence anyone else's denomination. Okay. We, we don't. It doesn't matter to us what denomination they are. Mm-hmm. We are there strictly for what they need us to be. Gotcha. So okay. it's not a, a competition of our preacher versus i mean our chaplain versus their preacher it's Mm -hmm. we're just extra people to help them through a bad time in their life gotcha okay yeah most of the time our chaplains they don't even get into like preaching or anything like that they're they're more support people for the family you Mm -hmm. know sometimes at the end of life people think that maybe they did some bad stuff and maybe they're not going to be able to get into heaven and Mm -hmm. and so our chaplain kind of goes through those issues with them gotcha. it doesn't matter what the denomination is okay i always just wondered that so yeah cool um so you mentioned that sometimes the hospice volunteers will be answering phones in the office or doing mail or something like that but you also mentioned that they can go to families homes and sit with the patient while the caregivers are running errands or 
going outside or, do, or doing whatever. Where do the hospice volunteers go for placements, and is there a lot of travel involved? Uh, we do cover 14 counties, so they could potentially go anywhere within our 14-county radius, but we kind of leave it up to them. You know, gas is not cheap. Right. And so <laughs> if I needed a volunteer in, say, Ripley, mm-hmm. but I honestly, right now, I don't even have a volunteer in that area. So I would have to be asking people from Jackson or Humboldt, you know, where we have volunteers, and it's really up to them. If they want to travel that far or not, they can decline, and mm-hmm. that's perfectly okay. Okay. And then I, if if I don't have a volunteer, sometimes I'll just go myself. Gotcha. Yeah. So Lauderdale County, step up. They need some volunteers in Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so do hospice volunteers have to help with medical issues? Absolutely not. <laughs> I was I was wondering if if they get there you know get get involved or if they no you know, kind of step back. Um, we we don't allow allow that. They're not medically trained. Mm-hmm. They're just great folks who want to give back, and you know they can. If someone wants a sandwich, they they can definitely go into the kitchen and make right. somebody a sandwich or get them something to drink. But as far as uh, giving them medications or toiletrying or. Mm-hmm. Anything like that, no, they they cannot do that. They have to, if there was an accident of some sort, they mm-hmm. would have to call the caregiver to come back. Gotcha. Okay. So what skills are required to be a hospice volunteer? You just have to be a caring, compassionate person who wants to help other people. And, you know, you kind of have to be in a, a pretty good health yourself. you got to be sure. able to stand up and bend over and sit and listen and Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes listening is the best skill you can have sure. as a volunteer. Some people just like for you to sit and listen while they uh, go through and relive life. Maybe their families are so busy with work and taking care of them that they don't actually get a chance to just sit there mm-hmm. and listen. So, Gotcha. Yeah. So how do hospice volunteers benefit the patient? They benefit the patient because the patients get to share things with them. Like I said, that the families may not always have time to sit and listen, and sometimes it's it's reliving their past. They just want to talk about how they got to where they are now. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about back in the day, old jobs they had, old friends, uh, old hobbies. You know, it, it brings back memories for them, too, yeah. when they're talking to volunteers, and they're just... Uh, people that aren't family and people that aren't part of the medical team that are there to share things with them. Unbiased, you know, just, they're just good folks. Yeah. Well, it seems like this program is a really great program to be involved with. Uh, If you're out there listening and you're interested in becoming uh, a hospice volunteer, like Melissa said, there's a phone number, 731-664-4220. You can give her a call and she can get you pointed in the right direction and get you started. Absolutely. All right. Well, Melissa, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thanks so much for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.